Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Before we hop into today's episode, I wanted to remind you that we are just a few days away from the Connect Retreat. I am so excited to host you amazing ladies there to help you better connect with yourself with each other, and with your communities so that you could be the best mompreneur that you can be. In today's episode with Allison, we talked a lot about connection and connecting with your community. But as I record this right now, you may hear some birds in the background because I am actually on a retreat, connecting more with myself and with some amazing women in my space. Because this is what it's all about. It's about getting back to who we are and taking this time to fill up our cups Because when we come back, not only are we unstoppable in our business, feeling the best about ourselves, but gosh, we are different moms and we are showing our kids what is possible and helping them realize how to be the best versions of themselves. And so that's why I'm so passionate about this retreat. And although we are just two days away and it might not make sense for you to be able to hop on a plane and come out to Chicken Falls and join us, although gosh, wouldn't that be fun? I wanted to remind you that we do have a virtual ticket where you can still feel that energy, hear the conversations that we're having, meet the other women virtually, and get some one-on-one time with me so that we can implement this work into your business because it is absolutely life-changing and will make such a difference in not only your business, but also your life. So make sure you head to themompreneurguide.com slash retreat so you can snag your hands on our virtual ticket and get to connect more with yourself, each other, and your community. Now, let's hop into today's episode with Allison so you can learn how to get more visible, have more connections, and what in the world to do after you've done that. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today, I have Allison Carter with me, and she is a Seattle mom of two who believes if you're going to build your life by your own rules, you better make sure they are good rules. As the founder and CEO of Allison Carter Celebrate, she helps female-owned businesses scale and gain massive visibility and credibility through simple PR strategies while skyrocketing their sales with her creative, diversifying strategies. And also on top of that, she is a Bravo-obsessed person who never turns down a good girls' night out with scratch margaritas, which I love. Allison and I met through Instagram chit-chatting. We were both in the same summit together and as soon as I started talking with her, she was just a total vibe and I was so here for it. And I was like, I need to become best friends with you because you are such an amazing authority in your space and you just embody everything that that natural leader has. And so Allison, I'm so grateful to have you here and have you share with us your strategies and your thoughts on gaining visibility and what we do after that. But before we head into that goodness, can you please start off by telling us your mompreneur journey? How did you go from where you were before to where you are today? Yeah. Well, one, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here Two, That was the first time that I've had somebody read my new bio where I had all of the previous stuff that I'm about to share. 
um, inside of it. So that was like kind of weird. Um, and then, I know I'm like, oh my God. Okay. There it is. It's official. <laughs> it's official. Um, and three, thank you for connecting with me. Um, I love meeting moms that are just killing it in their space and, uh, doing the dang thing and helping other moms. And so, my name is Allison Carter, and I own a company called Allison Carter Celebrates that has evolved more times than like Britney Spears. <laughs> like, I mean, we have gone through a lot of changes at Allison Carter Celebrates. And I began when I had a three-year-old and a six-month-old, and they are now almost nine and almost six. And that's been officially like five years was last February. And uh, I started planning parties in a digital way. That's how I got my foot in the door of doing this whole, like own my own business thing. I was a teacher for a really long time. Then I had my daughter and decided to stay home with her. And then I was like the play date queen. So I was like, what themed play dates can we have? What can I throw my creative energy into? Like I was always the teacher who's the kids wanted to be in my class because I had the most killer like Halloween parties. And so I brought that energy. I've always been a natural host. And my mom is like the OG of parties. It's just what I grew up with. And so I was like, okay, let's make like a Valentine's Day love brunch for the babies. And like, I mean, all of this, like <laughs> dumb stuff, but that's what I was like, gather all the people always. I love having the people around. And so then first birthdays for fast forward to when my girlfriends and I had our second babies and our second babies were all very close together like within weeks of each other. And so we were all on Facebook messenger. Like that's how we lived nap times hustle of eating leftover PB and J crust and like watching housewives while yay. Oh my God. The stars aligned because both kids napped at the same time. And we were talking on Facebook messenger and we were talking about first birthday parties and we were claiming dates because you know, there's only so many weekends and of course all our babies are in summer. So, you know, then it makes it even harder. So my girlfriend is a corporate working mom. She has a big, 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 big job at Microsoft. And she was like, I just don't think I'm going to have, I'd be able to have a, a first birthday party for Charlie. Like it just is so, I can't even think of it. And so I was like, let me do it. I volunteer as tribute. And <laughs> she was like, what? You're already planning like Hudson's party. And I'm like, I know, but I love it. Like, it's so fun for me to think of these ideas. I already planned Hudson's party like way in advance. I, I got that one in the bag. Let me help you. But then she was like, okay, whatever, weirdo, like do whatever you want. So uh, then I thought, well, crap, how do I get my ideas into her head? Because I know the party in my head already, but how do I showcase it? And so I didn't even have a laptop at the time. I borrowed my husband's laptop and I opened Google Slides because I didn't know Keynote actually meant PowerPoint because I didn't know. <laughs> so I opened a Google Slides and I threw a couple party ideas on there. And then I was like, wait a minute, I need to link these all to the shopping cart because Alex, she can't like shop for this. Like she can't, she doesn't have time to like research runners. So I'm going to just link them all for her so she can add them all to her card, Amazon or Target. And then she has a full party. So anyway, so that was fun. I sent that to her and she was like, boom, what is this? Like, this is freaking amazing. I can imagine the whole party. You gave me a menu. You bought, you found me a baker. I got all the decor. It's already in my cart. It's already headed to me. Like what that? 
word got out because moms uh, talk to each other that I did this for her and I had a line up out the door. Can you do mine? Can you do mine? Can you do mine? And so I was like, yes, this is fun. So I opened an Etsy shop, no intention whatsoever of doing these parties. Etsy was not the place for that kind because they didn't get it. They didn't understand that it was kind of like a custom thing. Anyways, opened my own website, parties started flying out these digital party planning guides and checklists. You can still shop them on my party. I don't update them or do literally anything with them anymore, but I sell them multiple times a day because Pinterest is my friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that kind of evolved this thing that I was not in any sort of way looking for. And I loved it. I got bit by the bug and my parents are actually both entrepreneurs and I never wanted to be an entrepreneur because entrepreneurship is a rocky roller coaster ride of emotions and unpredictability. And I'm an Enneagram seven. And so I do love the ride of not really knowing where we're going and changing things at how I want the financial up and down of entrepreneurship scared me. And like, I remember as a kid being like, I don't know. Dad seems stressed. Like maybe this month wasn't really that great or next. And then, then the next couple months we were like going to Hawaii. Like it was just very up and down. And so I was like, no, like I'll, I'll raise my kids and I'll go back to teaching always. And then surprise, I loved, loved, loved being an entrepreneur. I loved being my own boss. I loved the creativity it gave me. I loved the like the freedom to create and the freedom to be someone outside of mom. And I had a really hard time transitioning from one to two and really losing myself. And so I found I got so much fulfillment out of creating and talking to these other moms. And then Instagram stories became a thing. And then I got to like talk to internet friends and um, that grew into my podcast called Memories and Moments. And Um, because I had a lot of my audience asking like, okay, parties are great, but I only do one or two a year, depending on how many kids I have. But like, what do you do for Valentine's day? What do you do for back to school? Do you have any fun, easy ideas for that? And so I was like, sure. Um, I started the podcast that really took off. It was really, really awesome. I loved the moms that I got to talk to. And that really evolved into my subscription box business. And that is the business that kind of, I have made a name for myself in, um, that jump started a huge, huge like pivot in my career and my credibility and the amount of visibility I got and different media features and and all kinds of things like that. And um, that led to coaching, which I'm doing now and hosting events and hosting retreats and helping other mostly mom. I'll, I say women, but a lot, most everybody that I work with is moms um, because they get my life. If I have a kid home from school, my coaching clients aren't going to yell at me that I have like an interruption mm-hmm. <laughs> because they get it. Um, and uh, then it just is kind of like evolved. And I have a huge transition literally today, like three hours before I hopped on this, I announced publicly that I was closing the subscription side of my business, which I mean, is a huge risk. I'm not going to sit here and lie and be like, oh, like it's not a big deal. Like it's a six figure revenue stream that I'm just saying goodbye to. And it it feels really weird and it feels bittersweet, but my heart is just not in it anymore. And I really, really teach and live by like my life, my rules, my biz, my rules. Like 
if this is not serving me anymore, like I don't have to do something because I have a customer base that loves my product. And I love seeing the kids like DMs and message me and their little audio messages to me on on Instagram about like how much they love this month's box. And I am so going to miss that, but I'm also building a life and a brand on my terms and what that looks like. And and what my gut's telling me to do. And right now, this next stage of really helping a lot of these other businesses jumpstart and really scale and see the potential of what can happen in their own business if they just kind of really put themselves out there in a way that's scary. That's where my heart is right now. So I'm kind of following it. So that was just like a big long journey of all the twists and turns that uh, make up Allison Carter celebrates. I love it. And I think it's so important to hear that because I think about this a lot. I actually almost named this podcast. It takes time and was Mm going to go more down that route of like, we hear when you have the big successes and then you go back and you reflect on where you started. Oh, but there's, you know, hearing the whole messy middle and all the other stuff that happens. I think sometimes we get in the day to the day and especially as overachiever, high achiever, mompreneurs, we're like, well, why aren't we at our goals right now? And then you, when you look at it, it's like, it's only been X amount of time. And so hearing every bit of your story and the breadcrumbs are part of my favorite part of this section is to hear as an example, you said you love having people around. And as soon as you said that, it made me think of now knowing that you do retreats and you do those kind of events. It only makes sense that that is where you're pivoting into now. And so I just loved hearing that you were like the play date queen. Again, only makes sense of what you went into and then just transitioning that into your business now with being a teacher and these themed activities. Um, But then the other thing that I thought was really interesting before you said it, I was going to bring up about you had mentioned that your mom was a mompreneur. So you are at least a second generation mompreneur. I'm a third generation mompreneur. And so I think it's so interesting that you took the other thought where you were like, I don't want anything to do with this. (laughs) I think that's that's an interesting thing. And I know it was more of the fear and the uncertainty and with your personality style that that maps in. But it's so interesting because. I don't often talk to people in our situation. I think it'll be very common, obviously, for our kids to be a, a raised by a mompreneur, but I am I don't have any friends uh, except for ones that I've met in this space who who are that way. And so it's interesting to have a compare and contrast because I started my first business at 18 because all I wanted to do was be a mompreneur. And I studied entrepreneurship. That was my major. And I was always at startups and all of that. So it's really fun to to see that difference there between um same situation, but <laughs> different, yeah, different way totally. you come around it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to be a teacher my whole life. And I mean, I'm essentially have continued that it just not in the classroom. Like I've been teaching moms how to show up. I've been teaching moms how to plan a party in a stress-free way. I've been teaching moms how to stop and have fun with their kids in like, without a ton of effort and having to be like a Pinterest mom, like, and now I get to teach businesses on how to scale and, and boost their visibility and really like make the business that they want to do. All of that is just like you said, like success leaves clues and that's how it works. And with my mom, my mom wrote a book when I was little called memories and moments. And that was my podcast. And my uh, my subscription box company's memories and moments unwrapped He's like unwrapping all of the fun ideas and stuff. And so that is, I mean, she's what she built was integral part of what I did. And my dad too, because my dad, he, ha, he like helps 
sell businesses basically. And so as I've closed this section of my business, like I've had to lean on him so much for the back end stuff and the stuff that I don't, that is not my wheelhouse because I'm the creative. So, I mean, thank God that I have parents that understand. And, and also like, it's really hard to, for people to understand lives and it's, un, it's hard for people to understand the day to day of working for yourself and what that means. And, and it is very different now than it was with my parents because I run my business on my phone mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, like in my computer, but they do understand the social media aspect and like, oh my God, I only know your life because I watch your stories on Instagram. And I'm like, well, yeah, that those stories, like they've allotted me the life that I have because I am hell bent on having a relationship with my people. Like I have never once worked with a stranger. Like a stranger has never approached me and been like, I'd love to coach with you. Like Mm -hmm. these people have been with me. They're in my circle. Like they know who I am. They're laughing along with some like antic that I'm doing. They understand that. Like they watched my remodel. They've like, they've been along for the journey of me and they think that they're friends with me. And I love that. And I built a very robust business on that authenticity and on that relatability. And that is something huge that I push with my people is like, you cannot hide behind the thing that you sell because it just doesn't work like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that that is so important too. That's how I base all of what I do as well Is it's just posting, isn't going to do anything for you. In my opinion, it's the connection. It's that deep authenticity and that connection and and intimacy that really is going to be what drives your business. And so I love that we have that similar, similar thought process and similar backgrounds too. It's, that's really cool to compare and contrast. And I loved hearing too about your transition. I think that that is something that I personally went through. Anybody who is my listener knows that uh, I had a styling business for over 10 years and then I pivoted and it was the same thing. My heart was just not in it anymore. It was a great business and anybody else would have thought like you're crazy, but I love that you come from all aspects of that connection and that intimacy of like, I'm not going to show up and do something that doesn't feel right. It yeah. just, it's not a match anymore. And so I'm assuming that is what you bring to the table when it comes to your coaching as well is helping us show up authentically and doing it in a creative and unique way too. So can you start off by sharing with us some of these creative ideas for visibility strategies outside of just media? Because I think that's one of the first things we think about as well. I want to get visible. I guess I need to go beyond the next Oprah cover or you know this, that, or the other. So talk to us about your thoughts there. Totally. So this is something that I have just scrappy styled myself. And as I started getting picked up by different media outlets, or as I've been featured on many podcasts and people are like, God, I feel like your name's everywhere. And I'm all good. That's the goal. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm working for. (laughs) And (laughs) like, as I've been doing that, I got asked a lot, like, how are you doing that? How much are you paying for that? Like, all of these questions. And then they started, well, can you help me? Like, is that something that you offer? And I'm like, I don't know. Is it? (laughs) No, I don't know. What does that look like? (laughs) And so that was just like in this past kind of year, it was last January that I brought in a couple girls. It's like a beta thing to see if this was something that I even wanted to do. Um, they all had goals of getting more visible and they wanted like the logos that I have on my site. Like you go to my website, I've got some fancy names on my website and it's impressive. And the thing about those, those logos is it creates instant trust. So me showing up 
as me, this is why I do not ever believe in social media managers or anything like that, because you are your brand and you cannot have somebody else show up and represent you as your brand. That's just my opinion, um, because they don't know you. They can't act like you. They don't know the words that come out of your mouth. It just is off to me. It's weird to me. It irks me because I like I want to know who I'm buying from and the logos on my website, it's like, that is a different level of trust. And so when it comes to somebody coming and vetting me, they see on my website, a whole assortment of logos and names of people they trust. And, and they're like, well, Oprah's not just going to like put anyone's name and her, you know, like, like, like I talked to Oprah when I was contributing to that article, but you know what I mean? Like, Oprah's people are only, they're vetting these people. They're not going to have a contributor or a source or anything like that, that is not a credible person. Like they care about their reputation and every single thing stems back to their audience. They are fiercely protective of their audience. You, Megan, are fiercely protective of your podcast audience. That's why you only uh, like invite people that you really believe are going to show up and treat your people well. And I was the same way. If you sent me a crappy pitch, then I'm not going to say yes, because there's no way in heck I'm going to get put you in front of my people that I worked my dang booty off to build and have trust in. And so that's really what you have to think about when you come from this media standpoint. So logos, fancy things on your website. Yes. Huge plus. Are they going to convert into paying customers right away? No. Are they going to boost your traffic, which mathematically will increase your sales? Yes, because if your website, your shop is converting at like a 2% conversion rate at the traffic you have now, and then the traffic you get an influx of that 2% on a lot more people looks like a lot more sales. And so we like that. So like just statistically that works for traffic and conversions anyways. Uh, killer opt-in is the best way to maximize that traffic. So say you get a feature tomorrow, say you're featured in Forbes for like, you know, impacting the mom, mompreneur life, whatever. And you have a feature. So you have an influx of traffic. Like you better have a killer opt-in that is people are dying to download, to capture all of those people, because that's the only way that you can have them returning unless you have a retargeting ad on your website set up right away. But you don't know when these, web, you do not know when these blog posts are, are like going live. Half the time, you don't even know that you've gotten the yes. And it's like a surprise attack. And you don't even know you're featured until you get your Google alert, like for your name. So like, it's, it's hard to do that in a way that is like manageable. So that opt-in is major. And if you have an opt-in popping up right away, boo, don't do that. Like every single person clicks away, at least have it be like 15% down the page or 20 to 30 seconds. Like if they want to peruse a little bit, let them peruse before slapping them across the face with this, like, let's make out like, no, <laughs> I need to like shake your hand first. Like I need, I like back up there. Like that's what you need to like really be mindful of. We all, every single one of us do not read them often. That is right away. None of us ever. It's like, get off of here. I don't know you yet. Mm -hmm. Like you're in my face. 
Okay, so that is once you start getting traffic, having that opt-in, numero uno. The second thing is don't just think about those logos. Like you, media and my way of teaching it to the women that I teach is anybody that has an audience that you want to be your audience. That's it. So any chance that you can get to go on a podcast tour, to start pitching podcasters, to do Instagram lives, to ask to do takeovers, to do a real collab, to get in front of somebody else's audience, to speak at a free online summit, to to local newspaper, to local morning shows. Like there are so many different ways to capitalize on somebody else's audience. And so I teach my people to do it two ways. And this is how I found success in what I've done. I look at the outlet or the person or the Instagram account or the TikToker, which TikTok should be every single person's focus moving here on forward. Instagram is dying a very quick death. TikTok is going to be where it's at. A lot of moms are going to fight on that. TikTok's not for me. It's for my teenagers. No, it's for you. You need to jump on the TikTok wagon before you get left behind. So TikTokers are huge collaborators, huge duets on TikTok, stitches on TikTok, major. So you either look at that person, what is their audience? Your audience, great for me. Like you have a great audience that potentially might reach out to me, follow me on Instagram, go download my opt-in, all that stuff. Awesome. I would love to nurture them and I would love to serve them. And I like, if they want to learn visibility, I would love to be the one that they trust in doing that. Number two, what is impressive to the people that you want to make? Martha Stewart is not my ideal audience. I am like the, you don't want to be Martha Stewart. You don't have time to be Martha Stewart. I will give you a craft already done for you so you can check that box without having to do all the planning. But in the entertaining and the holiday world, Martha Stewart is the OG queen. Like she's it. So if I'm like got a check mark and a thumbs up from Martha Stewart and I'm a regular contributor to her, my people are not reading that article, but they are impressed that Martha and her people and her writers trust me. So in turn, that trust comes to me. So when you're really looking to see, is that podcast great for me or is is Forbes the, the great for me? Or is this blog great for me? Think of it with that lens. Where's your audience? That's number one. If your audience isn't really there, but it's an impressive to your audience, go for it. Cause you got nothing to lose at the end of the day. Um, my literal like motto in life is you don't have it already. So like you are not losing anything. And that's the best part of PR and visibility in really implementing these strategies. It is free 99. I have never paid a cent for any mentions, any media, anything, nor have any of my people ever. And I won't let anybody listening do that either. Um, Do not answer those janky DMs that like say that they're going to put you in Forbes of the 30 under 30 people, garbage DMs. No, no, abort. It's like free. There's no reason not to do this, but also you're already not in Forbes. You're already not on that podcast. Like you're already, you, you have nothing to lose like other than your time, but guess what? Like that's all we give as entrepreneurs, like time, 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 time here, take more time. 
And so that in that aspect, it's like, okay, it gives you a little boost of being like, if I get a no, okay. If I get a ghost, we're going to circle back in a couple months and I'm going to try again. If I get a yes, holy like moly, Mm -hmm. I got a yes from this place, this name, this podcaster, this Instagrammer, and I get to work with them and I get to show up and I get to serve their people and I get to build trust with their audience. And now I get to make them my audience. And wow, what a gift and a huge influx of credibility and visibility for free. Mm -hmm. We can't say that about anything else. I think that that is, yeah, such, such a good point. I think perfectionism runs deep. And so saying that alone is like, you're already not in Forbes. You're already not in a big name. So what, what does it hurt to try? You know, it, it won't hurt your, it might hurt your ego a little bit, but you'll get over it. Well, you need to get over that if you're an entrepreneur anyways, like you haven't like that's, that's number one to work on. If that really is the thing holding you back, then there's a deeper thing going on than you just getting a bunch of no's and getting discouraged. One, let's look at your pitch to make sure that you're actually writing a good pitch because I'm telling you, I see a million horrible pitches before I see a good one. (laughs) You as a podcaster probably do too. Mm -hmm. And uh, like two, you gotta have, you got to be okay with the frustration of being ignored. Like you are going to get nine out of 10 no's and ghosts before you get that one. Yes. And that is the game that you're playing. And that's just part of it. But the more you do it, the more comfortable you get, the more accepting you get, and the more yeses you get, because the more you're sending out, the more you're reaching out, the more you're putting out there. And if you're brave enough, which I hope everybody is to start talking about this on your stories or your TikToks or whatever you're putting out there and saying, I really want to speak more. I really want to serve more. I have, I have things to share and I have knowledge that I would love to hit a greater audience. What's your favorite podcasts? Who can I reach out to? Who do you know that's looking for blog contributors? Like, do you know anyone that's doing a summit or like someone that you follow on Instagram? Wow. I just saw that you spoke at this online summit. Like, can you give me the contact information of the host? I would love to reach out for her and maybe picture for me speaking at the next one. Like take control of that and don't wait. Forbes is not coming to you. <laughs> like they do not know who you are. So you have to be confident enough to put yourself out there and you have to be okay with getting ignored in the hopes that it turns into a yes, that you can snowball into more and more opportunities. And also it has the added bonus of you really nailing down your story and your messaging and your elevator pitch, because the more you talk about what you do, the clearer your sales gets, the clearer your messaging on your sales pages get, the clearer your audio DMs when someone's asking what it looks like to work with you. All of that gets way more clear and easy to say versus like the, um, well, yeah, I kind of like, and then we'll do this together. And then like, it kind of, I don't know, it kind of looks like this. And then it's like, oh, you do not seem confident and I do not want to give you my money and coaching me if you can't even tell me what that looks like but when you talk about what you do a million times like I can't even tell you how many podcasts I've done like hundreds and I don't even know what I'm showing up to talk about half the time I just see the alert in my calendar and I just show up and talk but it's the confidence of doing that a million times over and it's funny behind me 
I'm cleaning up my disaster of an office that has taken like 40 years to clean. And I found a paper on a legal pad and it was a script that I scripted out for my very first Facebook live when I was still under my other company name, Confetti Party Plans. That's how I started. And it was a, it literally is a script of like, this is what I'm going to say. And it's like, are you ready to talk about back to school? Let's go. Explanation point. And now if, if somebody told me to script, or if you had sent me questions, I don't even know if you did send me questions. I didn't look at them if you did, because I don't, because now it's like, I don't need them. I know what I'm going to talk about. I know how to answer these questions because I've done it so many times. I know exactly what to say. I know what I'm teaching. I'm confident in my ability to show up. Five years ago, Allison, that was the first time I ever did it. And I was like, so nervous. I took a shot before I went on that live. I took a shot of tequila. It was like noon. I had babies and I was like, here we go. I'm going to do it. Like, and I showed up on that Facebook live holding my paper and I probably looked down at it a million times, but that was the first time I did it. So the first time you go on a podcast, the first time you pitch someone is freaking scary and you have sweaty armpits and you think you're about to die. But the more you do it, the more it gets so easy and the more it gets fun because it turns into a game because you start to get yeses and then you want to start collecting as many yeses as you possibly can. And then you're like, heck yeah, this is fun. I'm doing the dang thing. I got another one. I got another one. Here we go. Let's see what else I can do. Like what big ones can I get? Like, and then it's so fun. And then it turns into this whole huge strategy of building your business. And you're not even really realizing that's happening. Yeah. I think that has definitely been my experience. Um, it's, it's, interesting to think about it from a building perspective. And I think, again, stacking is what I talk a lot about is how can we build our authority in a simple way that you're stacking one thing on top of another and, and, and repurposing in that way. And you're right. The way that I speak about it all the time is when you get out there and you start talking and you just show up and you're naturally yourself, which is how you talked about at the beginning is being authentic and being you. It's just a conversation. I used to do live TV all the time and people, we would be in the green room and I'd be sitting there chilling, like just excited to go and chat with my people and everybody else would be freaking out. And I'd be like, guys, it's okay. Like she is the nicest host. It's so cool. It's just a conversation. You two are talking. And I think sometimes we forget that. And the fear is valid when you first start, for sure. If it's not, not your wheelhouse, then it does take something to overcome that, to be visible. But once you get used to it and you start to talk, you're like, it's a breeze. It's, it's so easy. Um, so to go back to the creative ideas, I just want to make sure that we hit those properly. So when you talk about media, you view media as not just the traditional Forbes, Oprah, things like that. You view it as any opportunity to be visible would be considered media. And so you had also mentioned TikTok is a great place to go right now. Podcast, you said doing a blog post. Was there anything else in terms of being creative and not just trying to put our name out on those big media outlets that you would say would be something for people to consider with your knowledge in this space? I am open to any collaborative opportunities. It is insanely rare that I say no to being invited into somebody's community, being invited to speak anywhere, um, write for anyone, because you never know who is on the other side of that. And so part of that is budgeting your time to understand that this, this takes time. It takes time to write a good blog post for a contributor platform, but you can, you can sign up right now for today's parents and, uh, 
be a contributor for the Today Show parent side of their blog. And maybe they'll love your killer blog post and they'll stick it on their homepage, or maybe they'll feature it on your Instagram. Like you don't know. Um, and so all just being open to, I'm just going to write because I'm going to practice my writing and then, Oh, I have a business. Okay. Well, uh, great. I can go to business insider right now. And they have a button that says work for me and Oh, great. Here's the people to pitch. I'm going to pitch them. I'm going to tell my audience that I want to put my name out there more. And I'm going to ask them if they have favorite places, favorite blogs, favorite whatever's to start reaching out to podcasts, number one way to build trust. So if you, especially if you're a service-based business, this is harder for product-based businesses is to show up and showcase a product on a podcast. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can do educating around your product and different things like that. But at the end of the day, it's a million times easier for a service-based business to show up on a, a, like a podcast. That is the best way to build trust. And that is the best way to build your email list. And so hot tip for anyone that's going to be on a podcast, do not show up on that podcast with a million links and sharing anything that is like an offer. Your sole goal at the end of the show, get on my email list. Once you get on my email list, I'll take you for the ride. <laughs> like now you're in, you'll learn all the things. We're besties for the resties. All you have to do is just like get the, the one thing. Like, because then we've all listened to this. Everybody ends the show with, hey, you can find me on Instagram and then any of my websites here. And then I also have this course. And then oh, I have a mini course. Now, you know, I have a membership too. And oh, yeah, you got my freebie. And it's like, well, I am tuned out the second you said, follow me on Instagram. Like, <laughs> nobody's listening because we're in our car and we're in carpool and we're doing the dishes and we don't have like a million hands to like write down all these URLs that you're just shoving at us. Like it doesn't work one thing, one streamlined thing. So when you also part of this visibility is actually getting these people to convert and actually not just having it be a vanity metric thing. And one of those ways is to like convert that traffic and to make them your people and make you want that audience. You spent time doing that blog post, like get them to your website and try and make them your people. So you have to show up in a way that you are going to actually deliver on these things that you're going to start contributing to. So make relationships with people on Instagram. If they have an audience that you think is killer and you want to be their audience, well, how do you show up and serve them? What ideas can you bring to them about how you guys can work together? I have this real idea. These are TikToks that we can do for you. And I know that your people are looking for this and I can deliver that in this messaging, showcasing your product like this. That is me doing the work for them. Easy, yes. And so when you're going to an Instagram or maybe that has a lot more followers than you do or a podcaster, or writing uh, for a contributor blog platform, it's really easy to do some of that work for you and then be like, these are some of the talking points or these are potential topics. What do you think? Instead of me having to put that work on Megan and having her be like, what do I want to talk to this girl about? She's done this. She's done this. Like, it makes it easy to come and say, like, I would love to talk about getting your audience more visible or turning that traffic into conversions, showing up in a way that is a service mindset of, I would love to come serve your 
people. And this is how I can do that. So the creative strategies and stuff, it doesn't really matter if you're not like showing up in the way (laughs) that is going to get you a yes. So you can think of literally any collaborative experience as somebody's audience trying to become your audience. And then you can take all of this advice in showing up and it all boils down to showing up as yourself, (laughs) to being authentic, to caring about nurturing a relationship and having a real person to person conversation. And I will tell everybody this till I'm blue in the face, but my like pitching 101 is nobody cares about you point blank. That's it. Like, and you have to understand that and you can't get upset about that because nobody cares about you. Who do they care about their audience? That's it. They have worked their tails off to get that audience and they're not going to lose it because you're going to be a dud and show up and not serve my people well. So if you show up and you love on my people and you show up in a way that I know is going to serve my people so well and give them tips that they can do right now and force them to take action and get them to be inspired and motivated, boom. I trust you come be on my show and serve my people. And then let's do an Instagram live afterwards. You know what? I have a podcaster. That's a friend of mine. I'm going to recommend you like, because that was really great. Like that's how it works. Word of mouth. And so there's so much that can come from meeting these people and being open to it, but you have to be confident. You have to be authentic and you have to be willing to put the time in that this takes because nurturing relationships do not happen overnight. They do not like you just react to somebody's story. And then in like seconds later, you're featured in Martha Stewart. Like it doesn't work that way. You have to put in the effort and the constant like vigilance in building that relationship as a normal human, not a Hey girl message that comes out of nowhere. Like normal, just Mm -hmm. be friends, be friends with someone. That's, that's your goal. And that will open so many doors. If you can be intentional about how you want the friendship to go, that's mutually beneficial for both of you and your audiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allison, this is great. I'd love to just kind of recap everything so everybody's clear on these steps that we mentioned at the beginning. And the first was the creative ideas for visibility. And it's thinking about media in this broader scope of being collaborative and seeing how you two can share audiences and grow together. So maybe that's collaborative videos, which I think is something interesting, whether that's TikTok and you know, you said reels are dying and Instagram is dying, but that concept podcasts, which I think we know and love, Um, other collaborative opportunities like summits, things like that. And asking your clients is another way to find different new ways to get out there and be visible. But the key for that is making sure that you are doing the work for them, but not just doing the work for them. You're doing it for their people. I think that was a big key when it comes to being visible and how to do it with impact. And when you do that, the biggest thing for that to convert those eyeballs into actual sales is to make sure you have a killer freebie and that you're not popping it up right away on the page, but you have one direct link, one thing that you are directing people to and making it super simple and really clear on your mission and your movement and how you can serve them. And when you do that and you show up with your personality and you have curated the platforms that you are on, for your audience and specifically for their audience as well. That's how you'll really create a true community and a fan base from all of that traffic. Was there anything that I missed there on gaining your visibility and what to do after that? I don't think so. I think it, I mean, a ton of this is just being 
having like ducks in a row of, okay, so I'm going to start saying these yeses and what does that look like afterwards? And consistency is the only way that this works. <laughs> and I'm telling you that you will be like, oh, I can do this. Okay. I can write a pitch and you can download my template and all that stuff. But like, oh shoot, I got to batch my reels. Oh God, I got to write my email newsletter every single time pitching and PR and all of the stuff that we talked about today gets put on the back burner. And it is the thing that if you are consistent with the most can result in the most engagement, the most new eyeballs, the most new leads, the most email downloads, which we all know our email list is our number one converter. And so if you actually work at being consistent at this and making it a priority, I promise this really works. And it works a million times better than paying a bajillion dollars for Facebook ads and all of this stuff, but it does take time. And so it's not one of those things to just send a pitch out and then think and hope for the best. Like you have to book it like you're booking a call to a client. And that's how I do it to myself because I would never cancel on a client, but I will always cancel on myself if it's just something in my to-do list. And so if I book, literally book out my calendar, like a Zoom call with myself to have my pitching hour or to have my outreach hour or whatever that looks like to actually remain consistent, this is what I force all of my girls to do too, because none of this conversation is relevant if it's a try it once. Oh, it didn't really work. And I'm not going to do it. Like, this is a thing where like, it's a quarter. I'm going to really, really put my head down and focus on this for this quarter and then evaluate where I'm at and things like that. But it has to remain consistent. If this is something that you're actually going to follow through on. (laughs) I think that's great. So speaking of that one way to convert and that one freebie, can you share with everybody how they can go into your world, learn more about what you do and how you are supporting them when it comes to visibility? Yeah. So just AllisonCarterCelebrates.com. My um, freebie is a get featured in five checklist. It's five steps to get your first feature. So it's just AllisonCarterCelebrates.com slash featured in five and my new website, it will be right on my homepage. So <laughs> Perfect. We'll have everything linked in the show notes too. So it'll be really easy for you to see as we're wrapping up here. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Sure. Awesome. All right. Tell me what is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive? Oh, oh God, this is the worst. I'm the worst at present. I just feel, I just like to show up and talk to my friends productive. I am not a productive person, but one of the ways is, is I take Wednesdays off. Um, and it it gives me that like, oh shoot, I have to make this appointment for the kids or, oh shoot, I have to have, like, I have to go return this to target or something like that. It's one day to do all my normal life things during the day when I don't have kids at home. And then the other days I can actually just have the freedom to work. Um, so that is something I routines are the worst for me. Like I'm not good with schedules, routines, like I'm the anti-routine person. And so I just kind of go with the flow productivity tips. Do not come to me for any, (laughs) I will get my, you know, what done Uh It will not be in the most conventional way. (laughs) I love it. Well then tell me what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without my husband. 100%. My partner, we are true partners. He is just as much a parent as I am. We are split down the middle 50, 50 partners and there's zero chance I could do 
what I do without the support of that and without the understanding that my job is just as important as his job. My job looks a lot different than his job. There is no hierarchy when it comes to what I do versus what he does. Um, and thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, so important. I know I have that support as well. And it's, it is gold. Tell me what's your go-to self-care activity when you have a little me time, what do you choose to do with it? Bravo. Housewives. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> I, I love it. TV girl, my, my, my show at the end of the day, like I, if I could do my life in bed, I am a bed person. So like, <laughs> I like bed dinner. I like bed TV. I like working in my bed. I'm most productive in my bed. Like I just watching that show at the end of the day. And then any, any type of girl time, any, like any girl's night walking with a girlfriend meeting at the, we live on the beach. And so meeting at a, like, just for a glass of wine, like any escape that I can connect with women, that is 100% fills my cup every single time. It only makes sense where you're going in your business too. I love it. <laughs> Last but not least, tell me your most stereotypical mompreneur story. Think like kids running through a Zoom call with underwear on their heads. What is a funny story that only us mompreneurs can relate to, laugh at and be like, girl, we totally understand. Um, I was on the phone with my, one of my best like internet friends, Hillary mm-hmm. and, uh, Hudson was at home. It was COVID times and he comes running in so upset. And I was like, okay, uh, what's happening. And he like, he was like four, three mm-hmm. and a half, four. And I like bend down and I'm like, what buddy? And I'm like, hang on, my man. I am like, uh, he's all is Batman real? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, no. Okay. Back to, we'll do that later. <laughs> like out of all the times for something like this to happen, I don't have time for a conversation. Boom. Right in my, right in like my closed door and everything like that. And I was like, well, you're a mom whatever. And she still laughs about that. She's like, remember when you had some ass of Batman were real, like just, that's just life. That's life. That's mom life. I love it. I um, am glad the story took the turn that it did because I thought you, you had your hand on your ear and I thought you were going to say he came in and like his head was bleeding or something. And no, it's just his Batman real or not. Yeah. That's, that's That's been a million times. We live with danger boy in our house. That's my son. We've Mm -hmm. stopped calling him danger boy because we were like pretty sure that we were putting it out in the universe for like (laughs) even more. So we stopped calling him that, but the amount (laughs) of accident reports, calls the, his school is the only number that I have like um do not disturb because I never know when I'm gonna cut a call that Hudson fell or that I have he had his head or at, like anything like that mm-hmm. so that's just like right. I love it I love the mompreneur life and that we all can understand it and relate to it and feel a sense of community knowing that we're not alone Allison you're amazing thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your time we so appreciate it and I cannot wait for everybody to get to listen to this good. Thank you for having me. And let me know if anyone has any questions or follow-ups. I love it. Thanks, Allison. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Want more? Make sure you subscribe and review so you don't miss a thing. Ready to become more self-assured and grounded and get that strategy, support, and self-care that you need to be the best mompreneur that you can be? Make sure you click the link below so that you can apply for our upcoming retreat.